Someone left an interesting comment under one of the videos. They said that they had experienced the sense of being a subject, or perhaps a center or self or the thinker, somewhere in the space of where their head is. So they experienced it as a sensation in their head. And then later, once they started directly investigating this, there was a shift or there was a significant insight. And I think they mentioned that they had sort of avoided that space, avoided that because they thought they were supposed to avoid the subject or subjectivity. So I just want to say a few things about this because I think it is relevant to a lot of people and to practice and to what I say when I point to the possibilities of shifts in identity and to specific insights. So part of this is just the problem of language. The problem of language being used to talk about something which is not subject to language concepts or descriptions at all. It just isn't. But we can sort of use language in certain ways to point to that possibility or to the experiential shift that can reveal it clearly. But there's always side effects. And often some of the side effects are we use the language without fully realizing it and use the language through interpretation. And that interpretation is filtered by a belief we're not seeing or perhaps a tendency that we're not fully aware of. And that tendency can sort of reframe our experience or reframe our attention in a certain way that continues to perpetuate a certain kind of perceptual distortion, let's say. So that can sound quite technical, but specifically what I'm talking about here is avoidance, the tendency to avoid something. Now, when we're mind identified, we don't always realize this, but there's a massive tendency to avoid going on. Underneath all of that mental activity, there's a tendency a strong tendency and a reoccurring tendency to avoid sensation. That's a very simple statement, but I think it's actually quite true, but not often revealed clearly until deeper realization. At which point we realize there's a strong aversion to sensation, especially in certain circumstances or conditions. And the response to that or the reaction to that is to shoot up into the head so to speak. It's to become transfixed with thoughts, analysis, etc., etc. Narrative, personal storytelling, all of it, all the stuff thoughts lead to. And at some point we see it and we recognize, wow, okay, what if I just go right to where I'm actually avoiding without even realizing I was avoiding it, drop right into that sensation. Well, usually, or often, if we are able to do this fully enough and without reservation, not trying to hold back just a little bit to keep a perspective, but just really dropping in, there is a significant shift or a significant experiential insight that arises from that. Now, 
the interpretation often at that point will be, oh, I see what I was misperceiving or how I was misperceiving it. Or it'll be something about practice. Like, oh, when I was practicing, I was doing this or that. And that was overlooking this that I've just now realized or recognized. But that's actually too complex. That's just the mind's version of what's happening. What's ha happening underneath it all is that there's a tendency, a strong tendency and a momentum to avoidance in a very simple way. And it takes us a while to dial in or dial back the tendency to constantly conceptualize, make distance from our experience and, and so forth. It takes a while to dial that back enough to where it just becomes clear what's happening. There's this sense of subjectifying away from experience, including this, the belief or the sense of there being a subject somewhere in the head or whatever it is. Now, before an initial awakening, often what we're avoiding or the avoidance itself is carried out through this sort of standing wave in consciousness that feels like a constant subject we don't even look at. And the narrative and the world and all our beliefs feel like a subjective pull or the other side of that standing wave. But the avoidance is constant and that's what keeps the standing wave going. So then we have these sort of second hand or second degree, let's say, um, desires and aversions, pushing and pulling on thoughts themselves without even noticing you're taking yourself to be a thought. That's the world of mind identification. It can be a very confusing world until you break that spell. Once you break that spell, you have a lot more access to see this primary misperception of sensation itself is problematic. I need to avoid it. <laughs> or even that I can avoid it, or there's anything that can avoid it. As those illusions start to fall one by one, then sensation feels quite non-dualistic, meaning it's not apart from a perceiver of it. There's no perceiver. No awareness apart from just this pure sensation. And there's not much to say here, actually, at all. Because most words here, most descriptions, etc., can and often do point the mind of the listener away from the sensation itself. Cessation, well, that was kind of a Freudian slip. The sensation uh, is actually a cessation. It's everything stopping. Like everything stops. And it was never going, actually. So cessation is an event that happens to something that seems like it's moving. It's just the nature of reality. Being not just glimpsed, but with full fidelity died into. And there's a tremendous amount of insight here, but you'll never be able to speak about it. I can never speak about it. There's a tremendous amount of potentiality, of intimacy. I could even say information in some way, but that's a very misperceived word when I'm talking about this. Intelligence even, all of it. But it's not cognitive. 
It has nothing to do with time or space. It has nothing to do with you as you perceive yourself. So again, these words can be misleading, but from this place, this placeless place, from the non-event of cessation, everything is taken care of. There's no need to manage anything or practice anything. What does practice mean here? Because if there's practice, what's not practice? If there's a practitioner, what is that practitioner apart from? What are they being held or described in reference to or in contrast to? So there's no contrast here. No perceptual distance, no contrast. So the sensation shows you this, but you have to let go completely into it or just let it burn you up or let it show you exactly how this is. At some point that will happen. You can't choose when that is, but you can prepare yourself by finding anything that's getting in the way of it. Ulterior motives, struggles, resistance, reactivity, strong beliefs, clear it all out. And this will be naturally revealed because it is just the case, just how this is. And it couldn't be other. And you wouldn't want it to be if it could. <laughs>